0: you're listening to spartan up podcast we're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful no matter how they defined it me sure how you all, doing? You. all
1: right i'll do it hey we're here in the barn the amy barn in pittsfield vermont we've got uh colonel tim nye we've got the incredible wild woman sephra our rewilding expert Hi, Okay, cool. And we've got Joe. <laughs> Needs no introduction. Just plain Joe. Joe. Plain old Joe. Founder of Spartan Race. I'm uh, Johnny Waite. We're calling me Dr. Johnny. I love it. Uh, background in psychology and... Uh, bring hypnosis. Your, hypnosis. Hypnosis. Bringing some of those elements to it. Uh, we also have, behind the camera, we don't get to see her nearly as much. Far better looking than me. Uh, we've got Marion Abrams. She is our camera person and...
2: Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Phenomenal. I just broke your microphone. All good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We broke the microphone,
1: so, but that's so, fine. While Saffir's over there, I want to introduce what we're all about here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a nutritionist. or talking to a nutritionist that Joe met, named Clint Wattenberg
0: at Cornell. Cornell University. At Cornell, we go to Cornell often because uh, I had a an really alma mater. that I had a really tough time getting in the school, <laughs> and I got to say uh, when we finally got in, when I finally got in, uh, changed my life. So um, there are some amazing people there. Um, there are amazing people at Harvard and Penn and other schools too, but. In oh, yeah. community are colleges yeah. there are more, and people there are that more great didn't even
3: people, go you know? like to go back and show off just a little, though, don't you? Yeah,
2: like,
0: hey, I was, uh, I, I
1: it went. Feels
3: I remember, good. I remember when you almost
1: good. didn't yeah. let me in? I'm doing okay now. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we we
2: have so we got in in similar ways, actually. Yeah. yeah so story. what
1: did um what did that uh, Clint talk to you about?
0: Nutrition. Um, he said some things that I would not have guessed uh, he would have said. Um, blew me away uh, that he thought chocolate milk was uh, a fantastic recovery drink. Yeah, we, we, uh, I'm we're getting gonna a smirk a... over Just, there no, from no, no. our- Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait we, 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 we gotta uh, watch it though. Uh, yes. Let's watch <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no, you're <laughs> good. It. Let's watch it. Let's go. Let's see uh, what he thinks about chocolate Let's milk. Let's watch it.
0: We are here at Spartan Up the Podcast at Cornell University right outside the wrestling room with Clint Wattenberg. Head nutritionist? Yep, yep dietitian, sports dietitian. Sports dietitian. dietitian for, for Cornell, for the, for the wrestling program or for all of sports? For all of
4: Cornell athletics. So I, I do sports nutrition for the entire department and I do a lot of work on campus with uh, eating disorder and disordered eating as well. So pretty pretty broad spectrum of, of focus.
0: That's a lot of food to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, um, what's the secret that's going on in here in the wrestling room? These guys are crushing it year after year. What are they eating? You haven't given them some special green algae or something? well that,
4: that's the thing about nutrition is uh, a lot of people use the nutrition to try to find that silver bullet and it, it's not that at all it's got to be the foundation on which to build the performance and and uh, oftentimes whether it's athletes or, or individuals that are really struggling with disordered eating uh, it comes down to having just a misapplication of, of maybe good intentions and, um, and and really getting back down to the basics uh, just like with wrestling I focus on the fundamentals and and keeping it simple, so that especially student athletes can navigate their crazy lifestyle, um, you know, and, and, and use their their fueling as
0: a foundation. Now, I'm I'm crazy when it comes to food. I grew up with a mom who was like a vegan. She was way ahead of her time in the '70s in Queens, and so like if it was up to me, I'm I'm a big believer in just like water, and uh, <laughs> good water, and and like raw fruits and vegetables, and just really clean eating. Um, let's start with drinks what like is coffee okay what do you what are your thoughts on
4: i i'm a i'm a minimalist or i'm a simplistic um kind of all my philosophies are pretty simplistic if it's if it tastes good if you enjoy doing it it probably has a a part in our healthy lifestyle and um so in, in terms of how food impacts our life it's really foundational and i i get just got done talking to a patient actually about this and you can't go train for a triathlon and food not be a foundational piece. And so oftentimes in our, our society too, especially where obesity is kind of the number one number one enemy uh, in terms of public health, we talk about exercising more and eating less. And, and really that's not a really good dynamic because if you exercise more and eat less, you drive people to more disordered behaviors and, and because of the, the imbalances. And so food is foundation. And uh, when it comes to drinks, right, well, there's less of a need to get calories through drinks, and so water is probably our best option. There's other options that can be really, really good and powerful, but it really depends on your purpose too. So if you're, you know, you're a soccer player playing two hours, hell, Gatorade, Accelerade, you know, there's tons of different options yeah. that are gonna provide some great energy, fresh fruits. You know, just like mom made you know, in, in uh, little league soccer, sliced orange. Well, well their, their no, dimension. let's
0: go back to that, right? Because years ago, there was no Gatorade. There was no mm-hmm. Accelerade, right? And you, so you had a couple of pieces of fruit and you had water, Yep. right? Maybe you had a lemon.
4: Yep. And, and, and something with some sodium. So uh, again, that, that's a place where your your purpose is, is really important and, and having something with salt. And that's really what, what these sports drinks are. They're sugar, salt water. Well, for the, for if I'm at rest and I'm sitting at my desk, sugar, salt water is not really the best option. But if I'm tearing my body down and I need to to extend energy and to reduce uh, cramping. Those are the perfect things. So we're really kind of helping educate people to why and what they're gonna be utilizing for their performance. And, and that's really kind of where my role is.
0: What about all this coffee everybody drinks? I, and let me preface this by saying, so I, I used to clean swimming pools as a kid, right? Yep. And so I look at the swimming pool as the human body. We're, we're mostly water, right? And if I dumped coffee every day in the pool and I threw some French fries in and a few Gatorades, pool would turn green pretty quickly. And But we're expecting our body to process all that stuff, and, and the answer I get from everybody on coffee is, oh, it's good, it's, it's got this, it's got that. Uh, what, what are our thoughts there?
4: Well, certainly it has some things that are toxic. right? It's a diuretic. It, uh, it's a stimulant that if that's, our, if that's our sole source of energy, which for a lot of people, especially on a college campus, it might be, or if it's, um, it's how we're getting our fluids, that's not good but it does have some antioxidant effects. The research is really coming back strong, and uh, it's, it is a mild stimulant, which can help in a lot of different capacities. So um, psychologically, it improves awareness, improves focus um, on, on the sport field, extends endurance, and it uh, increases power. So it, it has some small benefits, but you just have to balance that. And that's where going to any of the extremes can be really problematic, when it's something that is fairly benign if we have it uh, modestly but if we take it to the extremes, it, it could be problematic.
0: Like the energy drinks. Oh yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on the energy drinks?
4: Well, again, those are more, those tend to be used as a silver bullet, um, trying, to, trying to find the quick fix to all, all of our problems. And they're stimulants. And so they, they're labeled energy drinks, but really they're stimulants that people are using to provide energy when they're not e- fueling themselves in an effective way. So essentially they're propping up their table that has two or three legs with these energy drinks that are, it's gonna tip over. And it, ris- it really increases risk of overuse, of overtraining, of fatigue, of injury. All of these things because how's your body going to recover if it doesn't have appropriate fuel going in?
0: Yeah. Um, any other drink? Any, any any drink that you love, like a uh, green juice or anything? Anything out there that's outside of water? That's
4: it depends on your purpose, right? Um, for little kids, at elementary school, chocolate milk is not a great option. But for those of us that are training and, and needing to recover, chocolate milk is the gold standard. I've actually been working on some cool projects with, we have an amazing ag department here in our Cornell, Cornell Dairy. Uh, we just had a taste test of our new, I think we're gonna call it the, um, the Big Red, the Big Red Power Fuel. So Big Red Power Fuel, and it's uh, essentially a, a high protein recovery beverage that they developed here for us. So we're, we're utilizing chocolate milk for recovery for our athletes after training. And again, it's purpose. If it's we're sitting around the office, not so good. But, but it is, it's the gold standard for, uh, for recovery.
0: All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about food. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. All right, we're back. And so um, you're saying it's okay if we're sweating like crazy to have a Gatorade. It's okay if we work out like crazy to have a chocolate milk. Maybe we could have a coffee here and there. Try to cut out the um, energy drinks. Right, and water, go to water with a little little sodium. Let's talk about food. I love food. (laughs) What's, um, again, what do you think about just raw fruits and, like, why not just get simple, just raw fruits and veggies? What are your thoughts there?
4: Oh, they're great, Um, but it's not enough, especially for somebody who is training at a a very high level. Um, You know, college athletes, Spartan athletes, really have really huge caloric demands, and to expect uh, athletes to be getting adequacy with fresh fruits and vegetables is is near impossible. You can be a vegan professional athlete, but you, it's really hard to be a, a vegan amateur athlete because of the demand and, and and to do it well. You can eat tons of processed foods that are, that are even worse for you than than eating some you know meat products. Um, but to do it effectively requires a commitment to preparation, to balance, to getting the proper. Um, Composition between the the nutrients that you're you're including. So yeah, absolutely fresh fruits and vegetables are a a foundation to a healthy diet Um, Especially for collegiate athletes and probably a lot of the Spartan athletes High-carb diets are really important to provide that energy to to replete glycogen to support uh, A lot of the metabolic needs that the athletes have
0: and and I was recently with uh, an 80 year old um Doctor, who's been on raw fruits and veggies only, now he's thin. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not uh, playing at the level we're looking at through the window here in, in this wrestling room. But um, his thing was, look, that's too extreme for most people. Just raw fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. but you should get rid of all anything that's um, packaged or processed, or if you can. Does that makes sense.
4: The adage of, of only eating foods that your your grandma would recognize, I think, is, is a valuable one. Um, there are very important roles for processed. Processed foods. Um, I think about my endurance athlete, or my moderate endurance athletes—not not relative to the endurance that you're talking about—but my cross-country runners, my swimmers, and rowers, who need to get energy. And, and because it's more of a—it's an intermediate type activity, you know, 20 to 30 minutes oftentimes, it would, which really calls on a lot of glycogen and carb for for energy. They need to top off their glycogen levels, and so processed carbs like goldfish actually is one of the ones that I not. It's not a root. It's not fish. It's not whole foods. It's processed starches, uh, but that's exactly what the body tolerates best pre-workout or pre-race. And so there is a, there is a role for it for a healthy lifestyle. I would say, yeah, using as many whole foods as we can is, is really optimal. And the the caveat that I that I feel compelled to include is that when we get to the extremes and when we when we really say this is you only eat this. Well, people that can't eat that, they feel very, um, they lose their self-efficacy in making decisions. And so it's all or nothing. If I can't do this perfect, then I, I, I lose all my confidence. And then I go to the other extreme. And I feel like,
0: uh, especially- In other words, as, if, I'm, if I slip, uh, not eating my healthy foods all today, I'm just gonna have ice cream tonight and call it a day. Exactly. Right.
4: And, and, and that's that's very much the, the work the work that I do with our eating disorder team shapes that, that perspective and people just losing that ability to make the baby steps because they, they see the, the finish line is so far away.
0: So should you just look, I remember a rock climber said to me, I, I say this a lot, just focus on the three feet in front of you. And what I've done with my diet is I'm just gonna focus on this meal. And try to get this meal to be as good as I can get it. And if I screw up, well then the next meal I'm gonna do. Does that make sense?
4: That, that makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. My, my perspective when I work with athletes and non-athletes is meal timing, should be very consistent. Not rigid, um, not perfect, but that should have, that's the foundation with which, that's the framework that we build our health. So eat,
0: eat if you can at the same time each very day.
4: Very consistently. The, what you put in there, certainly nutrients, are. You know, we want to have a certain balance, but the exact foods, we need to have flexibility. And, and that's where, uh, oftentimes when people get more focused on food choice and eating perfect foods, there's a phrase called orthorexia which really defines people getting really stuck in a rigid mindset of only healthy foods. And I see this all the time, especially with nutrition majors, high achieving athletes, high achieving academic students, um, who get really stuck into only perfection. We need flexibility within our food choices, but the timing is really what's most important. And if we're rigid with food choices, then we can't eat when we need to because we're stuck with only the perfect foods.
0: Good point. Good point. So you're in a jam, you're in the car, there's nothing to eat, you get hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry, and then you slip. Yep.
4: Yep. Instead of not allowing ourselves to get so hungry because we, we even if it's not perfect, we do some 80-20. 80% of the time be perfect, 20% of the time be flexible. That's kind of a, a good ratio to, to allow that flexibility.
0: How many meals a day?
4: Well, you want to eat. every Every time you're done digesting, you want to provide some energy to support your metabolism. So... Uh, my adage is a protein plus something else, snack, every three hours. So if you haven't had a meal in three hours, have something with a little protein to support repair of your lean tissue. And fruit, vegetable, carb, based on your activity level, your carbs flex based on activity, uh, you would support that between your meals or, or even at night when you're studying or doing. That's over. a lot
0: of meals. I mean, that's almost five five meals a day.
4: Yeah, meals and then snacks to bridge, yeah.
0: Got it so that every three hours, three, yeah. yeah. And, and
4: certainly depending on the activity level, somebody who's, uh, you know, my, my athletes that are trying to gain weight or they're uh, aerobic athletes, they have incredibly high needs. And so it t- it turns into three big meals and three or four more moderate, moderate, modest meals okay. for uh, for somebody who's sedentary. It's three meals with, you know, protein focused snacks.
0: Give me your recommendation, pre, pre-race or pre-event or pre-sporting event, what, what are you? What do you
4: like so you're looking for something with starch uh, maybe a little protein to prime the muscles to recover and then uh, and certainly sodium sodium is like critical uh, to support retention of fluids uh, essentially it helps you to keep fluids in your in your circulatory system so you sweat it instead of pee it uh, which helps with heat regulation as well as
0: hydration I was so. talking to somebody recently about sodium sodium citrate I Citra- think. They, yep it, it, that's the better stuff well
4: uh, the you want a little bit of a blend but sodium citrate is a a um, it's a hyperhydrator, it really helps you hold on to extra and it buffers your blood, similar to what um, a lot of your sports supplements might do. And so it, it's a really big benefit. There's some products on the market, but really we're looking for sodium, we're looking for starch, we're looking for fluids.
0: How about the uh, the other minerals, magnesium and things like that? How, how are people getting that? They're
4: important, they're important in, in whole foods. So the more whole foods you're eating, you're the more natural them. you're getting. Um, zinc and magnesium you are gonna be low if you're not eating a very uh, rich meat diet. So sometimes some supplementation there, B12 as well, you might need to supplement if you're on a, on a low uh, low meat source diet.
0: And um, how about during the event?
4: Well, uh, It varies especially on, on, the, on the, the distance of the event. For your, your, your super endurance races, there is a lot of support for low carb um, and, and really utilizing your body fat as energy. Kind of the rule of thumb is that if you're doing an activity you can do for several hours, then Doing it uh, more on a fasted state it has some, some research benefit. If it's anything where you really are, are utilizing predominantly starches, which is anything two hours or less, or that's going to be our major source. So then in those cases, we're looking for, um, for, for carbs, starch, sodium, fluids.
0: So, so you're saying if you're going into a longer-distance event, three, four, five hours, you want the body to kick into fat-burning mode. Yep. And so you don't want to feed it carbs because you want it, you want you to want have- it looking for fat.
4: Exactly and and based on empirical evidence from people who have, have trained that way and competed that way the, their gut tolerance for high fat foods is actually better while training and competing than for starchy foods um it, but the, the the context is really important and, and not misapplying it to you know the weekend warrior or to uh, somebody who, who's doing you know 5k but really if you're doing real true endurance uh events sure then then the high fat Low, low carb, low sugar is, is really important.
0: What would be, I, I used to drink uh, olive oil on my big, big events. Um, any other thoughts? Like what What would be? A, yeah,
4: nuts, nut butters are, are right. really good. You know, avocado type Avocados, blends. that's good, you
0: yeah.
4: Know, um, it, yeah, your seeds, your nuts, you, you know, yeah. those kinds of things.
0: Um, how about post, post event? Po- well. Chocolate milk.
4: Yeah, <laughs> anything that's chocolate, no, um, essentially you're looking for for not, not only protein, protein's important, that's obvious, you gotta repair muscle. You need, carbohydrates to replace glycogen, but you actually need sugar. sugar and, and this is where, you know, demonization of certain nutrients can be, can backfire, because sugar is critical in that recovery period. It, it triggers our body to go from being catabolic and bring down muscle tissue to anabolic, and, and insulin's really the key there. Um, and so by having sugar as part of that drink, it, it helps transition us into, uh, into an anabolic repair mode. And so that's why chocolate milk's really good. It's, um, it's essentially a, a three to one carb to protein ratio, which which is in between strength training, really two to one carb to protein, endurance training, you're looking for four to one. So chocolate milk's right in yeah. the middle. And it's it's cheap relative to all the supplements. And it's cheap. And safe.
0: What, um, we normally ask what your favorite exercise is. I'm gonna say, what's your favorite food? Don't tell me McDonald's. <laughs>
4: I haven't had McDonald's in a long, long time. My favorite food, well, definitely Mexican food, and you, you can you can mix and match. Rice I, and beans. Yeah, I, I make tacos probably four nights a week. Nice. But uh, yeah, w- whatever there is, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find something that's good and, and balanced. And you know, the points about eating whole foods, fresh fruits but I live that, but but I, it's also important to to have that balance with with your individual purpose.
0: So sure. Thanks for coming. Yeah, that was good. I'm going to go eat some tacos and chocolate milk. <laughs>
3: All right, so now that we're back and we, we've seen the video, uh, why don't you finish up that story? Could you finish up the story on a chocolate milk? Yeah, what, I, what you, you know, about that? listen,
0: I've been on very long bike rides. You've done extreme things. You've, you live in a, you do it every I live day. in an extreme environment. <laughs> you live in an extreme environment every day, and your TP. TP, um, in some nights 30 below out there, and Stand you've away. done extreme races. I'm drawn to chocolate milk when I'm about 10 hours in. I don't know if yeah. if you guys are. You don't have availability to chocolate <laughs> milk out there. You might Cacao grab it. Nibs. Actually,
1: one thing that I love about this, in an earlier interview, you took the extreme of uh, water and celery and anything else was crazy. Yeah. And uh, and now suddenly you're the one on the side. Of, now I'm totally on your side, by the way. Yeah. I know that the Colonel the, the uh, and, and, and Seth are probably yeah. different ideas, but, um, right. but the idea that there's not always an answer. It's not always a right food. You know, it's not, it's not like chocolate milk is always a good idea. Terrible idea if you're sitting around watching video games. At the end of a long, arduous exercise, it's a great recovery fuel.
0: Yeah, and I, listen, I would do just as well, you would do just as well with a carrot or some water, but for whatever reason, my mind goes to a chocolate, could be marketing from those early days. when you. I, I, I don't watching. think Clint's all the no? marketing. No, <laughs> no, he's not, no, no. I mean, it could be, maybe subconsciously, that's True. why we're drawn to it. It turns out when you do drink it, his argument is, um, it's a great recovery drink. You're smirking over there because I'm you're smirking and
3: I'm not sure I can say what I want to say about <laughs> it. being a child maybe when you're done with the race you're hurting and you want your mommy and you want you want, and, and you, and you want some no. you want some milk you am no baby. <laughs> That's exactly
2: I, I, right. I, whoa. I <laughs> No, so here, all right, so here's a lot.
0: You're the Colonel, he's the doctor.
1: There you go. Okay, I like it.
2: Well, coming from the Colonel doctor, and I mean, it's a good point. And so, from my understanding of it, you're only supposed to have milk when you're in that breastfeeding stage, right? And anytime beyond that, it actually doesn't give you calcium, it takes it. It almost takes it away from you is something that I've heard. And you, should I don't let, know. you should let the well, doctor at Cornell know about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I know you have a degree, <laughs> listen but listen to my you know advice. know a lot about well, lawns, so well, <laughs> it would make sense. Yeah, exactly, and those are definitely correlated. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Um, they say in terms of milk, all right, um, here's an interesting fact. Camel milk is actually the milk that's closest to breast milk, so it inherently would be the best type of milk for you to drink.
3: Is that because and, there's two humps?
2: Oh, Cap-A-Feel, right? I can go back to it. Check that out. Check that out. Well, the good news
0: is here in Pittsfield, we have a lot of camels. Yeah, exactly. So we can quickly switch over from cow milk to camel milk. But the
2: point is, camel milk's the best for you. And in terms of chocolate, you have raw chocolate, raw cacao. So I'm saying, all right, you want the chocolate milk. Obviously, not everyone has camel milk and cacao nibs. But I'm saying... uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why a nutritionist is saying that it's I good, think healthy I, for you.
1: I can see Puddy's new product.
2: <laughs> yeah. Puddy's Camel.
1: Camel. Camel. wilding Camel. raw Camel. food lines. So, line. again, so. I, I, so in the meantime, until, until <laughs> we get that launched, right, I, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I find myself coming Nomadic to the of these guys sometimes. Yep. You gave him two options. You gave him the chocolate milk or the what? The apple juice or the what, what was the other uh, uh, Pear juice. Thank so you, Mary. He told you which order to take him and I don't know that oh, he said pair. this is the best for you. Oh, no, actually. He, he, well, how does a pear quench your thirst?
2: No, uh, <laughs> no recovery. No, no, no. We're talking about
0: recovery. Recovery fuel. Oh. Right. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah. I need
2: to re-watch this this <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you're just mm-hmm. a little confused. No, look, but
3: that's too okay. much camel milk. Yeah. But, but he did talk about, he went on and expanded about sports drinks and the caffeine and, and, and the rest of that as well and how these things are, are really not.
0: I, I think his big um, his big added value was um, in the world we live in, uh, these are packaged processed foods that we have at our fingertips at all times, mm-hmm. and we don't have carrots, celery, and the camels. nutrition- our know? <laughs> camels, <laughs> camels at our fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to uh, make, you know, you do- give me the (laughs) saying with the Romans
1: when in Rome do do. as the Romans do you can with what you've got when in
0: Sparta yeah
1: great way that I heard it put Laird Hamilton the surfer uh, one of the greatest athletes I think of all time about as healthy as it gets guy's 50 some years old looks like he's 30 Um, he said something great a few years ago he said I treat my body I fuel my body like you'd fuel a truck it's not it's not a Ferrari I don't have to put in high test fuel Mm -hmm. all the time I'm not going to eat crap all the time or my body's not going to work but I can. And that, that's the idea, is if, if you're in a situation where the food that's put in front of you isn't your number one choice, if you've only ever eaten so incredibly purely and you're completely rigid about that,
3: you
0: you're, Well, you're gonna break every once in a while, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I've seen I've seen people break down and eat ice cream when they crave. I, I I, I, I <laughs>
0: have <laughs> eaten some ice cream. Yes. I do like ice cream. Here's once another in a while. thing
2: that's running through my through mm-hmm. my brain currently. A lot of people they talk about nutrition, right? All we talk about food, 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 right? But your body is what? I forget what the numbers are. Seventy percent water. When 80. you're in a mom's belly, you're 80 percent water. You're ninety percent water, and and a lot of the times you're drinking bottled water, processed water. Same thing as eating processed food. There's like a whole movement out there of people that drink raw wa- raw water. Right? They find springs. They find wells. That, another Advantage
0: to having a camel.
2: Another advantage to having a camel, but but yeah. So you think about raw water, right? And 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 you want to make sure that the water that you're drinking, which is which is such a huge part of your nutrition, is healthy. And just on that note, if I can segue to the oceans, right? When people want to mitigate climate change or something, that everyone keeps on talking about land-based tactics. When really, if you can like create forest gardens of the ocean and and remediate the seas, then those are going to help cool the environment a lot more than land-based. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's important it's for you guys to know. You get it in <laughs> there. Get it in there. Good. Kelp is the new kale. Brent <laughs> Smith. Anyways. Okay. All right.
0: So, so where are we going from here? We're, yeah, I'm out in the ocean. I'm, I'm drinking chocolate milk. And, um, and your camel's even, swimming even behind you. even the
1: ocean nowadays with satellite technology, you can still tune in to <laughs> spartanuppodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, you'll Best. see our notes from this. Best. You'll probably have gleaned some things from this that we didn't even, although you might have missed the whole camel thing that we did get, where a lot of people wouldn't
0: have. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, if you have the time, a lot of people are, are getting dogs and cats as pets. We're, we're recommending a camel. <laughs> it's a little difficult. Come in the season, living room, new mascot. new Spartan mascot.
3: Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. For show notes, video, and audio of this episode, visit spartanuppodcast.com slash 078 or follow us on Twitter at spartanuppod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Race.
2: Make sure you're fueled up for your next Spartan Race by joining our food of the day at spartan.com.